0: Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. Hello! Everyone, and welcome back. As always, I'm your girl, Candy Washington. So, just like our little intro said, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. So, with that, let's dive right into the mess. Let me put my banner on and let's get into it, guys. All right. So, first up is Andy Cohen. Dun 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 dun. So, word on mystery. Actually, before we dive in, you guys. Put it down below in the chat box if you can hear me. I'm using a new mic. So I just want to make sure that the mic is coming through crystal clear. All right. So put it down below if you can hear me. So with that, let's dive in. So first up is Andy Cohen confirms that he's filmed separate one-on-ones with Ariana, with um, Tom Sandoval, and with Raquel. Hey, Nana. She says, hey, Candy. Hey. Hey, sweetheart. Put it in the comment box if I sound okay. I got a new microphone, so I want to make sure it's working. Thank you, Nana. Put it down below if you can hear me okay. All right. Um, And Raquel, because he said, quote, I had my own concerns. Okay, this is the thing, Andy Cohen. What do you mean you had your own concerns? I'm, I'm confused by that, Andy. What do you mean by you had your own concerns? You've never been dialed in or, or tuned in or tapped on or anything like that when it comes to any of the shows. What do What do you mean by you had your own concerns? But let's get into it. So this is according to Us Weekly. As we always do, we're going to go through the article and then we're going to get into it. Okay, here we go. The scandal content is far from over. Andy Cohen shared new details about taping the season 10 reunion of Vanderpump Rules, confirming he got plenty of FaceTime with Ariana, Tom Sandoval, and Raquel. He says, I did separate one-on-ones with Tom, Ariana, and Raquel so that I could get all of their stories just in conversation with me, the 54-year-old host said on his serious radio, Andy, um, on Monday. Sorry, I got a call, so I had to uh, click it off. Uh, On Monday, April 3rd, adding that he re-asked a lot of the stuff in front of the group, too. Okay, now this is the thing. I'm going to stop right there. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So this is the thing, you guys. He says that he talked to them first, and then he re-asked a lot of the stuff in front of the group, too. (sighs) Ugh. My issue with this, and I want to know what you guys think, is is then their response in the actual reunion as raw, as authentic, as juicy, as off the cuff as it would have been if they had not known sort of these preliminary questions that he asked in the one-on-one. Do you get what I'm saying where it's like, if they know in the one-on-ones that it seems it seemingly from his statement that he asked them prior to the reunion taping because he says I re-asked them in front of the group I don't know I don't know if I would have wanted I don't I don't know how I would want to do it do I want to ask them the questions one-on-one first so in that first one-on-one get that raw reaction or do I want to ask ask them the questions first in the group setting put it down below let me know what you guys think about that but I think that's interesting All right, let's keep going. He says, I also had things. I had my own concerns. I had my own things that I wanted to confront them about. Things I had noticed, so I got to do that. So that's how we started. And then we brought them to the filming group. This is the thing, okay. Andy Cohen, I'm going to need you to tell us what were your concerns and what were the questions you had and what you needed to bring to the group. Because as we know, Andy, you have been checked out and not on your a game when it comes to reunions in general, and even on watch what happens live. You know, I, I personally think you flopped when it came to the whole sit down one-on-one with what's her face, Robin from Potomac. Number one, your sit down one-on-one with Robin from Potomac wasn't even a sit down one-on-one with Robin. It was like an afterthought from Watch What Happens Live. Um, Also, what's her face was there. Ebony was there too, and then you also sort of let Robin. And I'm only bringing this up because I want to use it as an example of what I hope he didn't do. He also let Robin just sit there and lie through her teeth, and he didn't ask the real questions that we wanted to know. Like, are you lying, Robin? Not are you lying? Not are you lying for? um, What's his face? For one, but are you lying to us, Robin? You know who really made up that story. So my question is: Is Andy Cohen going to ask the questions that we actually want answers to, and is he going to ask the the questions that um, that's not surface level. That's not just believing the BS. That's not just like letting them slide. You know, I've never really seen Andy in any situation confront or ask a question that I was like, wow, that is a great host. That is a great interviewer. He asked the question that everybody was thinking. He asked the question that I didn't even know I needed to be answered. Right. So I'm just concerned. I have concerns, Andy, that it's going to fall flat, that you and your assistant or your team, as you have consistently been you're catching up to us and you're not even asking the right questions or having the right situation going on. Like, I want to know, do you ask, you know, Tom and Raquel, obviously you're doing separate one-on-ones, which is good, but do you ask both of them, you know, when did it, when did it become physical? When was the first time you guys had sex, right? When did it become emotional? When was the first time you guys knew you had feelings for each other? You know, are the rumors true? Did you have sex in the house when Ariana was there? You know, is the rumors true, you know, about Coachella? What happened there? Um, I want those type of questions, you know? Also put Raquel to task. Raquel, do you think it was inappropriate and disrespectful for you to say that you had autism and that you were newer divergent and that you were codependent and was addicted to love? You know, Tom Sandoval, there are so many uh, allegations out there that you're having sex with all of these fangirls and that you've been repeatedly cheating on Ariana and cheating on Raquel. It's hard to say cheating on Raquel, but you know what I mean. You know, are those true or not? You know, is it true that, you know, you were being very combative when everything broke out and you wouldn't leave the house to give Ariana space, you know, all of that stuff. And then also with Ariana, my heart goes out to her, but I also have tough, tough questions for her. You know, did you suspect anything? You know, when did you, su- when did you suspect it? Why did you stay in the relationship so long? That's a question we need to ask the both of them. You know, if you were both unhappy, which is clear, why did you both stay in the relationship? You know, it's one thing to stay in the relationship and cheat, but it's another thing to stay in the relationship and be miserable, which is basically what Ariana was doing. You know, I also want her to be put to task. Um, I want to know what her thoughts are, you know, people saying, you know, how you how you lose him is how you got him. She was also the side chick, so I want to get her. You know how she feels about that now. There are so many different questions. Also, I want to know. You know when did Tom Schwartz know? And I want, th- and I want them to say it. I mean, obviously we know they're lying, but I want them to. I want him to ask these questions so we can see their response, right? We can, we can see their response. I do like that he's interviewing the three of them separately because I think it's like it's like the interrogation, right? When the police interview people they like separate them so they can't get their stories straight. I love it. So um, I I do like that he's interviewing them separately, but I'm also kind of on that point. Right. But I also want to make sure that he's asking the right questions and also that he's present in the moment. And this is what I mean by that. Andy seems to just have whoever is in his ear feeding him the questions and he's not truly responsive. I blame him and I blame the, the person in his ear you know? So that's really what I'm saying. They're not asking the right questions. They're not asking the right follow-up questions. And and another thing I want to know is about the finances, you know, what's going on with the Is it the 27K or 37K, 47K, whatever the hell it is, you know, tax lien that Ariana has with the house? You know, I want to know about the two million dollar, you know, mortgage that they have, the equity and the loan he took out of the house. What does that look like? Are they still living together? You know, all of that stuff coming out. There's so many different questions that I have. Um, I want to know, are the conspiracy theories true? Were they wearing the matching lightning bolt necklaces? You know, what did he mean by, you know, dressing up as her for Halloween? How disrespectful that was. There's just so many different things I want to know. Does he have an apology for Lala and for Katie and for everybody else that he really went after when the whole time he was the one busting wide open with Raquel? You know, there's just so many questions I have. So many questions that I hope Andy asked them and I hope that he's present and he's listening. And I also hope that he does the the homework where he knows all the things we've been talking about, all the things that's come out and that he can ask those questions again, Raquel, you know, I want to know, did you, fire your public relation team, the first one, or did they fire you? You know, the second one, they, they dropped you, you know, is that true or did you drop them? You know, give her the chance to lie or to tell the truth or whatever, you know, why is that? You know, what ha- Like I also want to ask questions about the, and they, he won't be able even able to answer, to ask these questions because again, I think they did the reunion too soon, but if they had done it later, I would want him to ask Raquel, you know, people are saying that you lied about the black eye. You know, you didn't even show up to the re- to the restraining order hearing with Sheena Shea. What about that? Why didn't you show up? You know, can you show us the scar? You know, can you show us on camera now the scar on your eye? There's just so many questions that I have that I just hope Andy Cohen shows up and he's prepared and he's present. Okay. Okay. Now, let's see what else the article says in case there's anything else we need to get into. Blah, 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 blah. Andy called the reunion, which also included Sheena Shea, Lala Kent, James Kennedy, Katie Maloney, Tom Schwartz, and Lisa Vanderpump, a real reckoning that won't disappoint. If you're looking to hear their story, you will. If you're looking for them to be confronted to their faces about what they've done and what I said in an aggressive manner, confrontational manner, you will get it, he said. As Bravo fans know, Sandoval 40 and Raquel 28 were caught having a month long affair last month. The scandal led to the end of the TomTom co owner and Ariana's nine year relationship. Now, this is the plug for Peacock. I think that Peacock is going to release extended versions, Andy added on Monday, referring to NBC's streaming service. So you better subscribe to Peacock, and it's pretty inexpensive to subscribe. Because I think you're going to get extras there. And let me tell you, there is a lot of reckoning to get. I did these one-on-ones and we shot a long time with the group. It was a real reckoning. Now, this is the thing. You're talking a big game, Andy. I really hope you brought it. But I'm concerned that you didn't. Also, questions I want to ask, you know, is it true that you guys were doing double dates with Tom Schwartz and Joe Weinberg? You know, is that true? You know, Sheena said that you guys were going to Big Bear. Sheena also said that um, Rachel Raquel was having sex in her apartment that she was letting her stay in, you know, in the bed that she slept in with her husband and her child. And Rachel Raquel didn't even have the decency to clean the sheets. Is that true? Who was the guy? When did this happen? You know, there's just so many questions I have. So many questions. But I want to know what you guys think. And stick around my candy canes because, as always, we have a lot more stories to go. So that, you guys, you know what to do. Go ahead and like the video, subscribe, and share. And down below, join our newsletter. All right. So with that, let's move on to our next story and put all your questions down in the chat box. All right. So this is the latest housewife on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So this is Anne-Marie Wiley. She's the wife of of NFL star Marcellus Wiley. And she's filming for the new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, according to sources. Now, they say she's going to be a great fit. An insider tells people of the nurse, anesthesiologist, and mother of four now this is the thing you guys she looks beautiful he's an ex nfl player nba nfl whatever the hell nfl star okay oh i guess he's still an nba nfl star which is great this is the thing can bravo bring on a woman who's a doctor who's not an anesthesiologist Dr. Martin, Dr. Nicole Martin from Real Housewives of Miami is an anesthesiologist. Also, Dr. Moon from Real Housewives of Dallas is an anesthesiologist. And now we have um, Dr. Marie, Dr. Anne Marie Wiley, who's also an anesthesiologist. So I just wanted to I mean, I don't know if it means anything, but, you know, our candy canes. We love a good uh, conspiracy. We love a good coincidence. So there's that as well. Just want to throw that out there. It says the Real Housewives, and this is according to people, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills may have, find, may have found its newest diamond. Multiple sources tell people the Bravo reality star has been filming with Anne Marie Wiley, a 40-year-old nurse, anesthesiologist, mother of four, and wife of former NFL defensive end Marcellus Wiley. Okay, so former, he is X. She's hilarious, one insider says of the star, who will debut in the who will debut the, in the reality show's upcoming 13 season shooting now. She's got such a lovable personality, lives an active full life, and is married to a guest, to a great husband with an adorable family life. She's a hardworking mom, and she's going to be a great fit. Now, I do know that this is his second wife, okay? So I'll do a little bit, a, a deeper dive. I wasn't able to find anything too salacious about this couple, so that's kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing, okay? Bravo has not confirmed any official casting for the upcoming season. Again, I think that this is what I think. I think Bravo is basically doing like crabs in a barrel. I'm going to get into why I say that. Let's do a little bit more into her. And then I'll say why I think they're doing crabs in a barrel. Okay. But Anne-Marie, who's a mom to son, Marcellus Jr., 7, and daughters, Aria Jane, 4, um, Olivia Marie, 3, and Marcellus Sr.'s 24-year-old daughter, Maraka Elise, from a previous relationship, has been touting her seemingly new diamond status on social media. She's on March 25th, Anne-Marie shared a photo of herself seemingly snapped before filming. It was this one it's the one on with her and her husband and apparently from this photo her and Kyle are going to get along great pumping the iron for hours in the gym you know do it up girl that's another thing like the bodybuilder figures remember uh what's her name Teresa Giudice did bodybuilding uh did Dolores Catania ever do bodybuilding in Jersey also is or that was just um Frank and Frankie And then don't forget Dr. Contessa on Married to Medicine did um, bodybuilding as well. And I believe someone else has too. I'm not saying she does, but the picture just like made me think of that. Um, And then also, also on Married to Medicine, not necessarily a housewife, was Dr. Britton. And she was also, this was Married to Medicine Los Angeles, and she was also an anesthesiologist. So there's that. All right. Now, this was her caption. It says it had diamond emoji. Step outside of your comfort zone, she wrote. Diamond emoji. Try new things. Diamond emoji. Don't turn down novel experiences. Diamond emoji. Never stop growing. Diamond emoji. And most importantly, smile through it all. Smiley, winky face. Here we go. Dancing emoji, she said. Now, girl, I'm sure she's great, but you're doing the absolute most right now in the caption absolute most I think she'll fit right on in I guess to me she's giving Kyle vibes I don't know why just by like listening I don't know she's just giving to me Kyle vibes and I don't even know what I mean by that let me know if you know what I mean by that I'm just giving like Kyle I I, I don't not not in a negative way not in a negative way at all but I I don't know Let's keep going. The post was liked by a number of Anne-Marie's castmates, including Dorit Kimsley, Garcelle Bouvet, Krista Konminkov, and Kyle Richards, who insiders say lives near Anne-Marie and will likely be bringing her on the show. Kyle Richards vibes. Alum Teddy Mellencamp also sent love. Okay, now this is the thing. I also heard that Teddy is saying that she was also asked to film for season 13. Um... And then it says notably disengaged Erica Girardi and Sutton Strack, though they though they're backed for another season. So apparently everybody follows this girl except for Erica and Sutton and they weren't engaged in the thing. I don't think that really means anything too much, but we'll see. And several more faces will be making cameos, including former Housewives Denise Richards, Kim Richards and Camille Grammer, who've all filmed guest spots for recent weeks. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey also popped up. She returns to Roa for the upcoming season two. And Real Housewives of Miami Larsa Pippen was snapped at a party hosted by Boo Now, this is what I mean by crabs in a barrel. OK, this is what I mean by crabs in a barrel. I feel like Bravo is just like, let's just throw a- let's We're throwing spaghetti at the wall. We're just going to throw everybody in season 13 and we're going to see who sticks. You know, we've got Denise, we've got Kim, we've got Camille, we've got Cynthia, we got Larsa making a cameo. Um, There was rumors that even LVP and maybe even Carlton were coming back. Right. It's just almost like, let's just throw spaghetti at the wall who shines and let's see who sticks. And again, that's why they said they haven't released like, quote, official casting. I think they want to just see who's going to bring the drama, who's going to be interesting, how are the ladies dynamic is and all of that stuff. So we'll see, you know, even Cynthia Bailey isn't on it. You know, let's just throw Cynthia Bailey into the mix. So I do think that it's almost like crabs in a barrel throwing spaghetti at the wall. Oh, we can't forget about Kathy. I'm sure she's going to pop in. With that being said, I'm here for it. I think it's going to be a really interesting, I think it's going to be a very, I think the vibe of season 13 is not going to be like the vibe of any other season, just because there's going to be like this newbie. And then there's also going to be all the OGs. Even Teddy said that she was asked to come back. We said earlier, again, I think they're just throwing things at the wall at this point. Um, Oh, that's right. Thank you, April. Tamara Judge was the one who also did bodybuilding, right? So I feel like it's going to feel very different. I think it's almost going to feel like an ultimate girls trip. But like the Beverly Hills extended version, if that makes sense. That's how I think it's going to feel. Where people are just going to be like, remember when this happened? Remember when that happened? Well, let's talk about this. We'll talk about this. Because everybody's like vying to get their spot, vying to keep their spot. Because there's so many now. That's how I think it's going to feel. I think it's going to be like the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip, which honestly, are you guys watching season, is it season three? I think it's kind of garbage. Is that an unpopular opinion? But the only redeeming qualities is that everyone is seeing Giselle for who she is. And that's pretty much it. Like, you know, Alexia and Marisol are really seeing through Garcelle, or Giselle, rather. And also, um, I also think that Whitney is kind of being seen for who she is, too. I just hope they don't go back for that. But other than that, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Anyway, let's get back on track. Now, this is the thing, you guys. And this might be an unpopular opinion. Oh, and don't forget, her husband has been on reality TV before. He was on Millionaire Matchmaker in 2008. Okay, cool. Or 2011. Okay, cool, cool. Now, this is the thing. Ugh. And this might be unpopular opinion, but I want to know what you guys think. For whatever reason, I'm not excited about her. I don't know why. I think maybe it's because I just sort of feel like and, th- and, and I don't I don't I don't know if I'm being hypocritical, I don't know if I'm being what, but I'll just tell you guys how I feel and you guys, and like let's like work through it together. I feel like she's going to be too normal and too wholesome. Or on the flip side, she's gonna be you think she's going to be normal and help and wholesome, but she's going to turn out to be like just a bad fit. I don't know what it is. I'm just not excited. You know, you know what it is. Maybe it's because I don't know enough about her. Maybe it's because I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like her being brought on by Kyle and, and kind of by Teddy, even though Teddy isn't on there to me seems very forced. Like, I just don't think that she's genuinely friends with any of these women that she knows them. Like, I just don't think, and before I was saying Kyle, this reminds me of Kyle. I didn't mean it in a way that like, I think that her and Kyle are actually friends. If that makes sense. I don't know. I think she's beautiful. I think that her family is gorgeous. I think she's successful. I, I, you know what it is? I just need to feel her energy, That's what it is to see if she's gonna be a good chemistry fit. Because now I'm kind of I just right now I just kind of feel like, okay, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, she has a great family, she's super successful. But what is the zhuzh? You know, what's the it factor? What's the what's the edge? What makes her diamond, if that makes sense? So I guess we'll just have to see. But I want to know what you guys think. You know, do you get a vibe from her? Do you think she's really friends with these women? Like, I kind of feel like she's, and this is no Tino Shade, I kind of feel like she's above the women, if that makes sense. Like, I kind of feel like you're married to an ex-NFL player. It's almost like Monique Samuel, right? Where it's like, you're married to this great ex-NFL player. You're successful on your own. What, why, who, what? I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel. But I want to know what you guys think. Put it down below. What are your initial thoughts about her being cast as a Real Housewives of New York? I hope I eat my words and she turns out to be fabulous and great and amazing and a chemistry fit and it's perfect. I guess it's just that I don't know her energy. And I, and I think that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know what the deal is, you know, whereas some of the other women, I forget their their names now. I was really excited about I was like, okay, like Kathy Hilton's friend, I thought would have been really cool. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. But as always, you guys put your questions in your comments down below, like and share. So with that, let's move on to our next story. All right, candy canes. So I don't know what I, I don't know if you guys have been following this, but this is Heather McDonald, Jeff Lewis, and this woman named Megan Weaver, okay? So l- quick recap. I don't know if my candy canes are into these guys. Let me know if you are. Quick recap. We know Heather McDonald. She's on Juicy Scoop. She has the podcast. She's a comedian. She's a TV writer. She worked with Chelsea Handler for years. Um Heather McDonald. Everybody knows Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Then we have just Jeff-, Jeff Lewis. Everybody knows Jeff Lewis. You know, he has his serious podcast. He had you know, flipping it with Jeff or whatever it was called on Bravo for many, many years. The like interior design stuff, you know, all of that. He also has a new show on Freevee, which is like the Amazon IMDb or something like that streaming platform. So, so yeah, you know, that's kind of like Jeff Lewis. He has his radio show. And then there's this woman named Megan Weaver. Now I'm not particularly that familiar with Megan Weaver. Um, I guess she's like, I guess they're called chumps, which are like Jeff Lewis's like posse or whatever. And she's a part of that. She's a part of the show. She's a part of that whole crew. And then they also have these other people that, you know, by proxy, they're friends with like Heather McDonald is really close to Lala. Um, they're also really close with Kelly Dodd. They're also really close with like that whole sort of like reality TV, Bravo scene. I know that Jeff is really close to um, Mercedes from of Sunset. So it's kind of like that world, that Bravo world, that reality TV world, that podcast radio host world, right? So essentially what happened was they were all out near where they were all out for like a day, like a weekend or whatever. And they ended up going to Kelly Dodd and Rick and Rick Leventhal's house, They had been drinking all day, whatever the case is. So this Megan Weaver chick is wasted and she goes over to Heather and she's like, Hey, listen, I'm going to let you know how, what we all think about you. None of us like you. We all think you're thirsty as hell. That's why we don't invite you to things. You know, none of us are really your friends. We all feel this way. We talk about you behind your back. You're a clout chaser. You're a celebrity chaser. You know, you're so thirsty. None of us like you, blah, 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 blah. And basically just like read Heather McDonald down for filth. And Heather kind of like burst out in tears. And she's like, wait, what? Like, I thought we all were friends. Like, I thought, you know... I would come on your show. I would come on Jeff Lewis's show and like everything would be fine. I'm really super confused. Right. And, you know, she's known Jeff Lewis literally for decades. I think they went to college together. She's been on his show. He's been on her show. Like they they all work together. You know, a lot of juicy scoopers have come over to support his podcast and his shows. So it's not just personal, it's also professional. Now I'm going to read to you, this is from Reddit, basically like the recap of what I just said, okay? So it says, from what I gathered via comments left on Jeff's Jeff's most recent post, Megan was really drunk and did the whole, you know, you, you want to know what I really think about you type of thing. And then went into Heather saying everyone thinks she's thirsty. None of the chumps like her. Jeff didn't invite her to the Halloween thing at Universal because no one wanted her there. And meanwhile, Stu, there's like Chef Stu. I don't know where the hell he's from. Maybe like below deck or something like that. Stood there nodding the whole time as if he was backing up all of Megan's claims. Jeff said on yesterday's show that he knew Megan wasn't a fan of Heather for a while, but that he did not co-sign on the things Megan said. Okay, this is the thing. And then also, obviously, Heather McDonald, you know, said what happened. She was crying. She did a video on it. She posted on her Patreon and then it blew up from there. And everybody was like coming for Megan and coming for Jeff and coming for Kelly being like, why didn't you stand up and all this stuff? Now, this is the thing. I think that this is a classic case of jealousy, I think that this Megan Weaver person is extremely jealous of Heather McDonald. And I'll tell you why. I think Megan in her mind thinks I'm prettier than Heather. My personality is better than hers. I'm cooler than she is. These are all of my friends. You know, who does Heather think she is? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think that this Megan person has probably probably been talking a lot of crap about Heather behind her back almost to the point where it's like poisoning other people where it's like, don't you think she's annoying? Don't you think she's thirsty? Like it's a part of Heather McDonald's shtick, you know, to be thirsty. She talks about it. She says, I always want to be invited. I always feel left out. Um, You know, I want to be famous. I want to hang out with these people. Like it's a part of her shtick. Like that's very much who she is. She's transparent about it. She's not in my opinion, thirsty or a clout chaser, Because she's in on the joke. It's literally her joke. You know, she's a comedian. She does stand-up comedy. And she's very self-deprecating in that way. So to me, you can't actually be thirsty if you're the one being like, hey, listen, I'm thirsty. This is what's up. You know? So it's like, I think it's more of this Megan woman who I I don't really know anything really that much about her except for she's friends with Jeff. I think low-key just being a hater on Heather. I think she feels she's in competition with her, and I think it's one of those things, very much like, um, in my opinion, very much like a Melissa Gorga Teresa Giudice situation, right? Where I think Melissa Gorga, the way I still, the way I think this Megan woman does, is like, I'm prettier than you, I'm cooler than you, these are all of my friends, I should be the HBIC. I should be the one with with my own podcast. I should be the one with all of the followers. I should be the one who's Jeff Lewis's BFF. I should be the one who's the star, right? And it and I and I I felt really bad for Heather McDonald. You know, I I like Juicy Scoop it's cool. You know, I'll tell you this, Heather McDonald blocked me on Twitter. I'll tell you why. This was years ago when Stacy uh got canceled for being a racist. Heather McDonald was talking about it on her podcast and she was giving all of these ways of how Stasi should make this comeback and basically completely was, in my opinion, disrespectful of not even realizing that what Stasi did was actually really wrong. And I was very vocal about that. And so she blocked me where it's fine. Now she follows me on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram too, but just want to be transparent about that. Um, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. And I don't know if you guys are even following the story. Like, let me know if you guys are into this story or into stories like this, you know, put it down below. But to me, it was like that classic mean girl. And I felt really bad for her because I think that we all have those times where it's like, you know, you think you're having fun. You think you're with friends and somebody says something really mean to you. And it wasn't just that. This Megan woman was like, oh, this is how I feel. She was like, and this is how everybody else feels. Oh, you think you're at a party with your friends? You're not. We all hate you. We all don't like you. We all think you're annoying. We all think you're thirsty. We all think this, this, and this. Nobody likes you here. And we all talk about you behind your back. Now, this is the thing. I think everything that what Megan said was true. I think they all talk about Heather behind her back. I think Jeff Lewis does. I think Kelly Dodd does. I think who? I think this, this chef stew person does. I think they all talk about her behind her back. I do, but it's a case of Megan poisoning them. And then also a case of, we're going to talk about you behind your back, but we're going to be your friend to your face because we want to use you. Because for all the things that Jeff Lewis is doing, for all the things that this Megan woman is doing, for all the things that this Chef Stew is doing, Heather McDonald is outpacing them and doing it better. She has a bigger following. The Juicy Scoopers are deep and they're very, very loyal. And I think that they want to have a, have a part of that, you know? Get the Juicy Scoopers on board. Get all of that, you know? In my mind, I think Heather's winning, you know? She has the host stick. I'm team Heather on this one. Megan, if you have a problem with Heather, then don't be friends with her. But don't sit around and have her name coming out of your mouth all the time, poisoning everybody else against her. And then when you get some liquid courage, try try and go after her. If you don't like her that much, then, like, just don't hang out with her. Exactly. Barbara says they're all using each other, all toxic. Exactly. Exactly. They're all using each other. They want to get clicks. They want to get views. They want to get subscribers. They want to get Patreon members. You know, they want to get, you know, the invites and all of that stuff. And I think Megan is just really, really jealous. She's one of the, those type of people. And I'll, I'll I'll even say it. I think she's one of those type of women. Because unfortunately, it happens more with women than men, unfortunately. I think she's one of those type of women that sees another woman winning and says, Instead of saying, Oh, I can get there too, they say, Well, how can I take her down? And it just seems really petty. Because honestly, how do McDonald is harmless? You know, she's funny, she's sweet, she's self-deprecating, she talks about it herself. And she and she was on um, Kelly and what's his name? Kelly and Rick, and she told this story about why she's like that. You know, she said in like middle school or high school. Um, she was friends with these girls and one of the girls had broken up with her boyfriend at the time. And Heather had like randomly ran into the guy at like IHOP or something like that. Denny's, I don't know. I don't know. Where did the kids go there? I don't know. And she just like chatted with him and the girl like covertly got really jealous, but didn't even tell Heather. And then the girl's having this party and she talked everybody against Heather. And when Heather was like, well, can somebody like, gave me a rat and they threw like a brick in the back of her car so she couldn't drive to the party but she didn't know and so she was asking all of the friends like you know can I get a ride to the party and they're all everyone's like well we can't take you we can't take you and then she gets to the party and no one's talking to her everybody's like icing her out and she's like what's going on guys you know and one guy yells in the air, nobody effing wants you here or something like that. And I think that level of trauma, you know, like she says, has affected her now into her adult life. I don't know if she's in therapy. She probably should be. The fact that this very traumatic experience that happened to you as a child is still affecting your adult life, you should probably talk it out. But, like, I totally get that. You know, that level of, like, embarrassment and humiliation and trauma and pain and hurt – as a child because you know teenagers in my view I think they're still children and then you grow up to be a woman who's like well I just want people to pick me I just want people to like want to hang out with me I want to be a part of the crowd and all of that stuff right and then to have that same exact experience basically mirrored with this Megan woman I think is really horrible and like re-traumatizing and really honestly quite weird to me Jeff Lewis was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to stay neutral. I really like Heather. I don't agree with what Megan said at all. I've known that Megan doesn't like her, but I don't agree with what she said or how Heather was treated, all of this stuff. Now, I do think that Jeff Lewis probably genuinely likes Heather, but I also still think that he could have handled the situation differently. I think that, yeah, you may be friends with both of them, but... Megan just isn't your friend. Megan is also your employee. And Heather is not just your friend. Heather is also a business ally. So if we're just gonna keep it all the way 100, Heather is more valuable to you than Megan is. In, In a business sense, if we're just being honest. You know, Heather said, I'm never going on Jeff's radio show again. The Juicy Scoopers came after them. All of, there was this huge backlash. So on a personal level, it's wrong, but also on a business level, it's wrong. You know, I'm not going to have my employee cussing out someone that helps my business. So personally, it was dead wrong. And also from a business standpoint, it was dead wrong, right? So yeah, I'm just team Heather on this one. And Heather, honestly, if I was you, I would reevaluate anybody in that group. Also, Kelly and Rick. She went on Kelly. She went on the Daily Smash with Kelly and Rick. And I don't really think they're really your friends. If I'm going to be all the way 100 with it. Because people always tell you who they are. I watched the interview. And when Kelly and Rick kind of looked at each other and smirked and they're like, well, this is really good for us. We got 1600 new subscribers and all of this stuff. And this is really great. I was like, oh, so the reason why you're having her on the show is because you want to get more subscribers. Oh, the reason why you're having her on the show is because you want to make sure that the juicy scoopers don't come after you guys. Do you know? So, so yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Raji brings up a good point. She goes, Heather did have a falling out with Chelsea Handler. Chelsea said that Heather allegedly was talking behind her back while she was working on Chelsea lately, so I don't know two sides to every story. Yes, but but these are also two different stories. Like, what happened with Heather and Chelsea Handler, like, over a decade ago, isn't really relevant in this particular situation and also heather not heather yeah heather mcdonald has, has also come out and said she was wrong and she would have done things differently and they have since made up and made amends that's a completely different situation than what's happening with megan and heather and jeff lewis if that makes sense they're, they're completely different situations like if i have a falling out with a friend now a falling out i had with a friend 10, 15 years ago about something completely different is not relevant to the falling I have with somebody right now, if that makes sense. Okay, but but I wanted, but that was a really good point, Raji, and I'm happy you brought it up so we could talk about it. So thank you so much for your comment. Um, but yeah, you guys, as always, I want to know what you guys think about this. And do you want more stories like this, more pop culture stories, more stories about other people than just the housewives? Let me know. Put it down below. And before you do that, you know what to do. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. da 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 All right, you guys. So with that, I'm going to take some of your candy cane questions and comments. And yeah, then we'll get into it, guys. So let's go back to our first story in case you guys had any comments about that. Hey, Nana says, hey, candy. Hey, everyone. Eileen says, hey, everyone. Nana says one. Okay, so you can hear me. That's good. Eileen says, hey, Eileen. Eileen says, I can hear you fine. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Eileen says, Andy Cohen always seems to miss the questions that need to be asked, so I doubt it. I agree. I agree when he's like, "I, I have the good, like, what's concerning and this, and I have my concerns, and I want to talk to people and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Andy... Shut up, Andy. Like, you, you you never come through. You never do. Nana says, say what now? Eileen says, ew, 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 with Ariana in the house. Yeah, like, those are the things I want to. I want him to ask. Like, the real nitty-gritty questions. Who has sex, when, where, and how? Darren says, hey. Nana says, hey. Ben Leo says, good afternoon, Candy, and all the Canes. Hey, sweetheart. Nana says, so I heard that Cynthia Bailey is making two cameos on Beverly Hills. Yes, we've heard that. Nana says, hey, Ben Lo. Eileen says, I don't know this lady, but they look like a nice family. So that in itself is a good addition in a show where there's a lot of singles. That's actually a really good point, Eileen. That's actually a really good point that she's actually married and happy and wholesome and great. So I agree. I, I need to, like, feel her energy to see what the situation is. April is applauding. Um, April says Tamara Judge. That's right. Tamara Judge was the other one who sort of did, like, that bodybuilding situation stuff that we were talking about. So who knows? Darren says I'm glad Bravo is making Real Housewives of Berlin more diverse I'm here for it Darren says Cynthia is also making an appearance on Roa as well yes she is Auntie says hi I can stay a few minutes we'll watch the replay thank you Auntie Eileen says I just can't see Erica having a place with these women without Renna she really won't have much of a connection to anyone I agree with that I'm really interested to see how Erica plays in I saw that she said that she called the show boring without Renna um she's saying that she's befriending Sutton I don't know I'm just over stale Erica like even with the Girardi stuff I'm like I'm over it just put them both in jail and let's keep it pushing and popping and I hope this Anne Marie brings it and she's great and she's fun she's gorgeous she's successful she's a beautiful family I just hope she has the the energy the chemistry that's a fit for Beverly Hills do you know what I mean and he says i am safari so showing everyone's true color especially heather yeah so we were talking about um real housewives ultimate girl strip yeah yeah hey Ben, leo um eileen bradley they'll they'll all gravitate to erica for some strange reason they are terrified of that woman and i always seem to let her slide with a lot of bs oof i really hope not i can't stand erica right now you guys and T says, I um, I agree, don't understand it, at Ben. Shanice says, I don't think she's friends with any of them, but I just have a feeling she won't be in alliance with G just because she is black. Shanice, I agree. Like, that's always a fear where it's like, and that's what I was also saying about Cynthia Bailey making an appearance. Like, what will it be like with Garcelle? Like, because sometimes when it's, you're the only black girl and they bring on another black girl, Sometimes it's almost like people just think you're supposed to be friends. And then sometimes people are fighting each other to be the token, like a Kenya. You know what I mean? Or like that other gr- woman, Brashaun, Brashear, whatever the hell her name was, on Real Housewives of New York. She wasn't a full New Yorker, but the way she went against Ebony. So sometimes it's it's tricky, right? Sometimes it's tricky to get diversity right on certain shows, You know, where it's not gratuitous. Let's just put her on there because she's black um, and where it's an actual real chemistry fit. And then also dealing with like, you know, societal things that happen within society, within races, with, you know, all of that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see. It's my hope that she's a great fit. I hope her chemistry is there. I hope the energy is up. I hope her and Garcelle are friends, not just because they're Black, but because they have things in common, because they're cool, because they're interesting. And if they're not friends, which is okay, all Black people don't have to be friends with each other. I agree with Shanice. I don't want it to be that I want to be the token either. You know what I mean? So That's a great comment, April says. I'm here for it. If they bring the if they bring back that one girl that Cala hated, she was a Wiccan, and I'm having a brain fart. Oh, uh, Carlton, Eileen says. I've been yeah. I don't understand the whole evil nightmare Chucky Barbie has over them. <laughs> Talking about Erica, Auntie says. I heard uh, about Kelly also on Jeff Lewis. Yep. So this is this one da, da, da. definitely eileen says at april that was carlton but i don't want her back she was just picking she was just picking boring fights for no reason and we already have crystal to cover that to cover the offended over nothing part oop that part and t says for carlton she's up to to kyle i like her for that but i think eileen makes a good point i do think that carlton and crystal kind of do have that same role where which they are kind of offended all the time over nothing and they also go for Kyle we just need Crystal to step it up going for Kyle because she just started at the very end of the season so if she comes with that energy I agree April said yeah Carlton I just want to see Kyle squirm Ben Leo says Eileen Brad at Eileen Bradley I've always found Erica weird she has no female friends other than the ones on the show and all of her plays are gay what's that about and says sam and says erica is all mouth eileen says that Leo strikes me as the type of woman who sees all other women as competition as she ages that attitude will just get worse and worse yeah with this megan character 100 percent. Auntie says i don't have i don't have no idea why megan said to anyone yep eileen says megan sounds like a mean drunk she really does ben leo says Auntie, she's that she's the dark that barks and when you stomp your foot she'll run and hide she's a dog that barks um that's why she's had lisa bring on diana and t says amen to that i don't understand um unless the women are afraid of tom i would not let erica loud enough to scare me hey patty oh does so then get i think you hit it on the nose megan is very jealous of heather heather has been in the loop a lot longer than her that part Barb says they're all using each other, all toxic. And T says she can't speak to everyone. Um, I agree. They probably talk about each other. I also agree jealousy is involved. Me too. Eileen says, to be honest, I don't like Heather either. Ever since she said Andrew Tate was a genius and that she felt sorry for men that they can't creepily stare at women anymore. Bye-bye, Heather. Bye, effing bye. Yeah, that's fair. I've had certain issues. And I told you guys, like, she blocked me on Twitter because I came at her. So... I agree. I agree. She has had some very problematic moments. And he says, hey, thanks. Barbara says, yeah, Megan seems very insecure, just like Jeff. That's why they're all bullies. All right, you guys. So we are going to wrap it up right there. Thank you guys so much for joining. If I miss anybody's, oh, Margaret says, hey, future Andy Cohen, sounds great. Oh, thank you, Margaret. Toski says, I love how they are noticing Heather is a liar, dun-dun-dun-dun. That's right, you guys. Well, this, as always, has been so much fun. So before we head out, you know what to do. Go ahead and like this video, subscribe to the channel, and share with a friend because a kiki is always better with community. Check out the description box down below and join our newsletter. It is 100% free. And yeah, you get free self-care content when you do. So with that, you guys, I'll see you next time. Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon.